Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me, continuing our series, taking a look at Michigan's 2021, I guess, prospects or, or what, what they could look like this fall at each position group. So far, we have done quarterback, running back. We did wide receiver and tight end in a combined episode. We did offensive line. Now we are switching to the defensive side of things. Here we will look at the defensive line for the sake of just keeping the numbers somewhat balanced. We are going to include the edge linebacker, or well, edge linebacker. I kind of gave it away there. We're going to include the edge defenders with the linebackers. I, I you know, Mike McDonald said they're going to be kind of like defensive ends, but regardless, just for the general ease of, of everything, this will be looking at the defensive line and so we will look at the depth chart the position battles that exist we will look at uh, the biggest strength of the group the biggest weakness of the group some questions that we have about the group if they're not also weaknesses and then making a bold prediction for the fall so looking at this defensive line this might be the most wide open position battle depth chart i mean I, i put together a depth chart I think last week and and I could change a bunch of stuff right now um there's there's just I think they are going to rotate I think they're comfortable rotating so in some sense who starts isn't necessarily crucial because the best players are going to prove themselves they'll, they'll have the opportunity in games to to play a lot but I think I penciled in relatively basic starting line I mean it's it's kind of what's everyone would expect uh you know chris hinton at one of the end spots he's up to 310 pounds by the way michigan's defensive line is going to be all defensive tackle types and and schematically speaking if the ravens defensive line is any indication they want big big guys up front i mean 310 plus and that will kind of set the set the situation up for for edge defenders, for linebackers to to come in and make a lot of uh, a lot of the ha- a lot more of the havoc plays. I mean, you look at Wisconsin stats; they'll have starting defensive linemen that they love, you know, that they get drafted, and they'll have like twelve tackles all season. <laughs> so it's 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 going to be a little bit different. But I think Hinton is kind of a, a one, on one of the end spots end spots in air quotations. I predicted. Mozzie Smith to play nose. He added 21 pounds. I think, I think they want him to kind of lean into just being a, a big space eater. Almost sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I, I, I do mean it in the sense of the compliment part where they just want him to, you know, if he can take on two blockers consistently this season, they'll be ecstatic. I mean, Michigan will be, you know, doing cartwheels. So but I think they, you know, he's kind of gone back and forth weight-wise, and they said, you know what, just just be just be big. We'll put you at nose, cause some trouble, um, you know, have fun with that part. And then at the other spot, I think there could be a bit of a position battle, but I penciled in Donovan Jeter. I think, you know, the, the backup group, Jess Spate is up 20 pounds. He's up to 310. Um, Julius Welshoff, he's like 290. But I think he could end up being someone that they they keep on the field just because he's a he's an excellent pass rusher. I, I think you could argue he's the best pass rusher of the entire group. 
Um, he made the athletics annual freak list because he reportedly still is under four, seven for the 40, you know, he's got, got really good leaping ability, former skier who's put on about 60 pounds since he got to Michigan. Um, you know, I really liked how you know, his hands and how he played uh, with his hands last fall and, and just, you know, getting, getting around blockers a little bit, really good bend. He's on my list of breakout players, but I don't know if he'll start just because I think 290 might be smaller than what Michigan is looking for out of that position. So the position battles, I would, I would argue all, all three spots are up for grabs, so to speak. I mean, nose tackle, I think they could, you know, give Jordan Whitley a couple chances there. Donovan Jeter could play there from a size perspective. I don't think Chris Hinton and, and Jeff Spate would be like a fish out of water there. Now I'm sure they'd like to go bigger than the three ten that they both weigh, but um, I would argue all three positions are up for grabs. I don't think anyone has, has locked anything down yet, but that's kind of how I see the hierarchy in the two deep just a little bit. Steve, any, any, any thoughts on the depth chart? No, I think that's pretty accurate. I would agree with, yeah. I mean, this will be a theme probably for this episode with a lot of pressure being on Smith to take that yeah. nose job and seize it. Right. I mean, I think that's really going to be the big, the big thing. I agree. You know, Welshoff, Chris Jenkins also, I think trending ah, up yeah, that's at the defensive end spot, you know, but they, it, they're quietly, it's just that it's just right in the middle. I feel like there's depth even at those end positions, right? It's just right in the middle of all the question marks are. And and that's why I said with Smith, there's a lot of pressure to to perform, you know, because I do, like I said, you got Jenkins trending up. You talk about uh, uh, Welshoff, another one who, you know, I, I think Harbaugh's quote uh, from him during the, I think it was the In the Trenches podcast said that they're expecting big things out of him this year. If you read Harbaugh enough, he doesn't necessarily say that. So his thing is he names everybody, but he doesn't say things like that about everybody. And uh, so I think that they there are some real expectations for him this season. I tell you what, I mean, I could see him pushing Hinton. Uh, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting in that regard. I think that could be a possibility, or I think you might see those guys rotating a little more than maybe expected. Uh you know, so quietly, some decent depth there, more than I think people realize. It's just, it is, it's right in the middle. It's at that nose spot where Michigan, it's, it's Mozzie Smith. And then to me, a lot of question marks. And even then, I don't even think Mozzie's not a question mark. Right. He's the question mark too. He's just a more talented, high upside question mark. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm with you. I, I forgot to mention Jenkins. I think he's, Michigan will do that. I mean, they will, they, if, if someone is, if Welshoff looks better or just Spate looks better in practice or, or Chris Jenkins, I mean, they'll do it. I think it's, it's pretty clear at this point um, that no one on the defensive line is like, Oh, he's definitely going to play and be really, really good. But anyway, we can switch gears, talk about the biggest strength of this defensive line. I think the one thing I'm impressed with, and, and it's weird because it's technically not official. I mean, these are just what Michigan reports. They did add weight. They, they added weight. They are officially good enough size to be a, a true force of a defensive line, especially in, in this scheme. I think 
if it was, uh, you know, Don Brown's scheme, I'd almost argue that maybe they've gotten too heavy. But they have, last year they had one offensive lineman on scholarship, and I think it was just one offensive lineman, period, who was above 305 pounds. And that was Donovan Jeter at 318. This year, they have Mozzie Smith, 326, Donovan Jeter, 325, Jess Spate, 310, uh, Christopher Hinton, 310. You know, Jordan Whitley is, well, he's three-something. I don't know. He's officially listed at 348. I'm not sure what his, um, you know, by Michigan, but I'm not sure what his actual weight would be today. It sounds like he's trying to get down to 348. So they have some very genuine, legitimate size up front. And, and they have good height, too. I mean, these aren't just, you know, they, they, a lot of guys who are 6'3", 6'4". So I think that has quietly, it was probably a weakness last season. And the mission was very clear to get stout on the defensive line. And, and at least from an, a, an a official roster update. But then also... There's been a lot of positive chatter about, you know, such and such looks bigger. Oh, he's he's really been been adding some muscle or or just looks a little bit stronger. So, I think that would be the biggest strength is uh, they 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 can be a little bit more flexible and they can be a little bit more meritic meritocratic. It can be more of a meritocracy that Michigan likes to do because because they they don't have to play certain guys because they're the only ones with any size. I mean, they can be a little bit more cutthroat and say, Hey, we've got a bunch of guys who are three ten or bigger best ones play. Um, so that, to me, that, that has quietly become the biggest strength of this defensive front. What do you think, Steve? Honestly, it's kind of hard not to agree. I was thinking I was going to say there was some athleticism upside there. I don't know about that. When you look at, when you go top to bottom, obviously experience is a question mark still, you know, particularly again in the middle, uh, I wouldn't say they're deep necessarily. They, you know, there is so I think, like I said, I think they have more depth than people realize, but it's not. I would not say depth is the strength, that's for sure. Um, so I would probably, yeah, I'd probably argue just the size. And you know, you talk about guys like Welshoff and again Jenkins too, who we'll see if he makes an impact or not, but I think he's a guy that that could. Uh, I think he's the one kid out of that group that of those other guys that maybe we have never talked that much about. I think that's going to have a shot. So yeah, I'd probably just say, yeah, just the sheer size, you know, and strength. Cause again, even with athleticism, you know, it's so Mozzie Smith is a pretty athletic dude for his size, but even then, and like, this is easily uh, findable as like, even when he was covered in high school, I know M live did a couple articles on his story is like, he's, he's had like an asthma type condition uh, throughout, you know, and that's something that he's had to work really hard to overcome. And uh you know, I don't know if that puts a cap on the amount of time he'll be on the field necessarily, but, you know, I think it, at least, you know, it's just interesting to see how that all kind of plays out as well. So, you know, I think again, yeah, I would just argue probably the strength and the size of these guys, they are a little bit bigger than you'd expect. And you, uh, you know, you noted some of the guys who have gained uh, with Hinton spate among the ones who have made the biggest gains. So Probably size, you know, and it, it makes sense. You can see where they're kind of setting up. You know, you want three guys, one particularly that'll clog, two that can clog, but can also maybe, you know, swim or rip, get inside, get get in the backfield, make some plays to set up for those edge guys 
to, to create havoc in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, biggest weakness. There's a, there's a few directions we could go. I'll keep it really simple. This is not a good defensive pass rush based on all obtainable evidence. I mean, last season, just not good. I mean, among, among the players who, who currently play, Chris Hinton was the only one that, that had more than one pass or quarterback pressure per game. He had seven in six games. Donovan Jeter, Julius Welshoff actually had seven in six games as well. Um, but, and he, and he didn't play very many snaps. He only had 56 pass rushing snaps according to pro football focus. Donovan Jeter, not a very good season as a pass rusher. Um, Jeff Spate, not a particular, he only had one quarterback pressure the whole year and no one else had any. So it's at least among the players that are, that are back this season. Carlo Kemp had a few, uh, had a quietly good pass rushing season, but, but this is just, this is like the fourth year in a row that we're entering the season saying, I don't know how this defensive line is going to create enough quarterback pressure enough or enough push in the pass rush to, to be effective. How many times has a good team with a good quarterback lately seem to have all the time in the world? They dodge a sack by like maybe two seconds or half a second, I should say, by two, two yards. You know, they almost get sacked, but then they complete like a 30-yard bomb downfield. Saw Alabama do it, saw Florida do it, saw Indiana do it last season. Ohio State's done it a couple times. And what that is, is that that means that your defensive tackles and that's kind of who we're referring to with the line here is they're not they're not making the the path to the quarterback any quicker by providing their own push they're making these defensive ends go all the way around and and like take the take the long route to the quarterback and quarterbacks can kind of see that coming they can work around it think back to 2017 the way mo hurst was able to just disrupt constantly up the middle and and that just that that put quarterbacks on their well, it put them on their heels, but it also put them on their butts a few times too. And so I think that's, to me, if, if Michigan could solve one thing this season, if there's one specific thing from one position group that, that I would think allows them to be a New Year six contending type of team, it would be the, the interior defensive pass rush. If they can figure that out, this is a good team. But I don't. I don't think that they're going to figure it out. I, I just. I, I. We haven't seen nearly enough to suggest that they will. And and we mentioned the size as a strength. Well, the, it, it depends on how they move. But sometimes guys gain twenty pounds, and and that's great for them in the run game. They get more run stops. They're able to to you know kind of close the gaps and close the holes a little bit more. It doesn't necessarily make them faster, though. It doesn't make them quicker. It doesn't make them a better pass rusher. It doesn't improve you know, how they, how they jump off the line. So that, to me, that's, that's a, a big weakness. That's a big, um, you know, circle and red pen issue that Michigan is going to have to figure out how to overcome. And, and they don't need 20 sacks from this defensive line. Again, we mentioned they're kind of setting the table for the linebackers, the edge defenders, but man, if there is one thing that is, that is, destroyed Michigan it's these quarterbacks that 
They really only have to be aware of two blitzers on, on the edge who can kind of work into the pocket, can be comfortable in the pocket, and then complete a bomb. Just beating out a sack from like Aiden Hutchinson or, or huh, Rashawn Gary or Chase Winovich or Quiddy Pay. You know, just dodge those guys, and you're going to have a good day throwing the football. So I don't even, I, I guess there's a few ways you could go with this, Steve, but, but your biggest weakness for this defensive line? So there are some guys, but for this season, it just feels like the group has a relatively mild or low ceiling. I don't know if there's a ton of upside. Again, that doesn't mean it can't be a productive unit, but you talk about a guy like there's no Mo Hurst that's going to break out this season, at least in my opinion, as things stand right now. So I think I I would say that is a weakness, you know, when there's, there's the potential to be productive, but I don't think there is a, Again, I, I want to stress this season because we talk about Jenkins, especially as a guy I think eventually is going to become a force. I don't; it won't be this year, but as a unit as a whole, I just feel like it's a it's a limited ceiling, you know. And I think I think the the goal, like you said, I think is to be competent in getting to the quarterback from the interior. I would say competent would be a plus. And not to say they've been incompetent necessarily, but competent like consistently. Like it's something that offenses have to worry about a little bit. You know, I think that would go a long ways in helping everybody else on the defense. It always does. It's football 101. So, yeah, I, I think there's just a limited upside across the board as far as I don't see like a, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, maybe Welsh off, maybe right? Could be somebody that might hit you, but I don't look at this unit and say, that's a guy I'm picking as like a, a legitimate breakout yes. candidate. And I think that's, a. I think when experience is lacking too, that's not a good combo because usually when experience is lacking, there's somebody out there you're like, but this guy could emerge or this guy could explode into like a force don't necessarily know if we see that right now. And I think that's, you know, I think and that in itself, I think is, is a weakness for Michigan this year. Yep. Yep. No, it is. And, and they have guys who've been around a while, but I, I just don't think that they've been able to play their way to much experience. So yeah, it's, they're kind of in a situation. I don't think when NFL scouts come to Michigan stadium this fall, they'll watch the defensive line, but I don't think they're going to be, you know, Really, I think they're gonna be watching other positions a little bit more. You know, just just not a lot of guys I'm seeing as as yeah, he'll probably get drafted, or oh, he could really pop and become a top 100 pick. I don't even know if they're. I mean, Hinton and Smith, just because of their recruiting profiles, probably could make that list. But but yeah, I'm with you on that. Biggest question about this group. So this is maybe not like the biggest question about the entire group. I think that. That would probably be, will the group be good? But I'm really curious about Mozzie Smith and Christopher Hinton because this is year three. And and I will, I think I've shared the stats before, but if you look at particularly defensive tackles in Michigan football's last decade, year three is is a big year in determining whether or not you are a star. 
um, or, or, or a really solid starter. You know, for, for Ryan Glasgow, Matt Godin, um, Mo Hurst, actually, Carlo Kemp, could argue Michael Dwemp for. Um, and now I'm blanking on a couple of the names, but, but pretty much every defensive tackle, except I believe for Willie Henry, it, they don't do much in their first couple of years. They might have a few trace tackles here and there, maybe a sack or a, or, or a tackle for loss, um, something like that. But it really is year three when they start to make, make an impact. And I, I guess now looking at it, oh yeah, Willie Henry, he was pretty good as a freshman. So, um, yeah, I think it really is, other than him, it's really been year three when guys pop. And, and both of these guys, everyone says, oh, the recruiting on the defensive line is totally cratered. It hasn't. Chris Hinton was a, was a five-star by a couple services. I think he was top 50 for us at 24-7. Mozzie Smith was right outside the top 100. These guys have the size. They have the talent. They have the, the ability, and now they've been coached for three years. You know, they've, they've adjusted their bodies to Big Ten play. They've learned the technique required to be in Big Ten play. They've been in a lot of practices. So what do they bring into games? Because not every defensive tackle brings it in year three, but usually the ones who end up being NFL draft caliber linemen, or if not draft caliber, they're in training camps right now. It's, it happens in year three or it doesn't. So I'm very curious. That would be my question is what, what can they bring in year three? Because if they, if they start looking like their recruiting rankings, Michigan's got a pretty good defense. Steve, what is, what is your biggest question about this defensive line? Can Donovan Jeter be a, a movable piece? He's at 326, almost about the same size as Mozzie Smith. Is, he, is it going to be a rotation between the two of them at the nose, or does he play one of the edge sides the full, full time? I, I almost wonder – if, if Michigan is crossing their fingers that that Welshoff really does take a leap forward and, and you could get to a situation where you have Hinton on one end, Welshoff on the other, and you can rotate Mozzie Smith and Jeter uh, consistently, keep both those guys fresh and maybe most effective. You know, I think that'd be an interesting combination or situation, but we also know Jeter's probably going to be one of the guys on the edge at a certain, you know, a certain point, probably even begin the year. So you know, I'm interested to see if Jeter can be a guy that they feel like they are comfortable enough to move around a little bit, depending on sort of like how we talk about the offensive line. You know, it's like uh, Zinter, Stuber, guys that they felt comfortable enough to move around to try to, to maybe get the best unit they possibly can out there. As I kind of wonder at 6'5, 326, you know, can Jeter also be a potential plug in the middle if they need one? You know, because I think, I think he'd provide a lot of value and some, with some flexibility. If Welshoff, like I said, I talk about the ceiling being the weakness. Welshoff's the one guy I think that could be the like emerging guy this season. Just my opinion. Um, you know, Harbaugh talked a lot about his athletic, the size speed combo is tops on the roster. It's the way he said it to talk about pound for pound. Said Welshoff is right up there at the top with guys like Dax Hill. Um, I remember who else he mentioned. There are a couple other guys. 
you know, as far as so strictly pound to pound speaking that he is right up there for that athletic, for that size speed combo. Um, now, again, I'm not convinced that he'll, that it'll, that he'll get there, but he could, yeah, I think he's the one guy that could meaning, you know, if he does, and you maybe your best three is, is hitting a mix of Jeter and Smith and uh Welsh off. Right. So really interested in Donovan Jeter. I, I, I posted, I said he was trending up in our last practice deal coming off of the scrimmage trending up. I didn't say, I said, I think my exact phrase was, I don't predict that Jeter's uh, going to be a star. Cause I don't think, I think he's been around the block enough to know. I think there's a, a limited ceiling there maybe, but I think he can, I think uh-huh. he can be a legitimate positive contributor for them this year on a, on, on a more of a play-by-play basis. Yeah. Prediction time. I'm struggling with a prediction that I really would put a lot of weight into. Um, Cause there's, there's certain little things I believe, but I just, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I can go all the way with like a bold prediction. I will, I will just, I guess I'll, Stub for Julius Welshoff one more time. Feels like I've been doing that pretty much the entire offseason, <laughs> you know, just in the different conversations here and there. But I will say Julius Welshoff will be a household name among Michigan fans by the end of the year. Still not predicting him to start. I don't even think I'm predicting him to be first, second, or third team all Big Ten. But I think he is someone that, that everyone's going to know who he is. People are going to learn kind of his story and what he can do as a as a defensive lineman this season. I think he was on his way last season. He had a couple pretty pretty promising plays. Um you know and and I think this is the year that they they figure out how to use him, I think. You know, because he's not he's not gonna be he's not gonna have the same role as Jeff Spate or Donovan Jeter. I mean he's he's almost a different sized human being. He in you know in box he'd almost be a different weight class than than Jeter. I mean, Jeter's 325, Welshoff's 288. Uh, so I don't think it'll be the same role, and that's why I don't know if he'll start. But I think he can He can be kind of a, a – well, he can be a defensive end. He can be a hybrid between the edge and the defensive line. I think that gives them a little bit of um, opportunity. He's been, on, he's been on my list as breakout players for a while. I think I vouched for his athleticism and his technique. He's also 24. I mean, this is someone who, who he's, he's grown man strong. You know, he's not, he doesn't just have weight. You know, he's been, he's been at this for a while. Um, you know, and he didn't play a ton of football growing up, but I think just in terms of, it, he almost reminds me of those really random old hockey players that put these, you know, first round draft picks up against the wall. And it's like, okay, th- this is like a grown man versus a, you know, a, a a freshman in college. So it's, I, I'm a, I'm a big Julius Welshoff believer. If I were to, if, if I were to make a prediction along the defensive line, I think, I think it'd be that he'd be, he, he becomes a household name this fall. What's, what's your bold prediction? I think Jeff Spate is becomes a positive contributor, a depth piece. Uh, I like the weight gain, the weight gain in this situation, in this instance is good. And we've seen guys that have walked on and have become, you know, I, again, not, no, it's not, not going to be a Ryan Glasgow situation, obviously, but, you know, I, I think he's quietly a guy that can become what I would call a positive contributor for them. Somebody they can throw in different scenarios, help keep the rotation fresh. Uh, you know, 
you're right though. It is kind of difficult to find a, a prediction for this unit. Cause I think there's, there are more question marks here than there are probably any other spot on the roster. Uh, but I do think I have some faith that Jess Spate can become a guy that, that I don't know if casual fan will appreciate what he's, what he can do necessarily. But I think, you know, if, I think he's a guy that'll be a, a somebody that Michigan will feel is reliable uh, is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, fair enough. He did start in that Citrus Bowl game against Alabama over a couple guys that, that we've mentioned as, oh, this is a big time year for them to step up. So he's, he's been around a little while too. And I think you're right. He, he has gained the trust of Michigan's coaches and, and could continue to do so. For Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Stay tuned for the rest of the episodes in this series, the coming days. Uh, but this, this has been the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. See you next time.